You're listening to the Wicked Case Podcast featuring Cool Kyle and the Rev Kev. Hello there, ladies and gentlemen, out in radio podcast land. I am the Rev Kev, here with my good buddy, Cool Kyle. This is the premiere episode of hopefully something that becomes something quite special to us. It is the Wicked K's podcast with Rev Kev and Cool Kyle. Kyle, how's it going today, bud? Good. How you doing, brother? You know, just just chilling out on a warm night here in New England. You never really know what the weather's going to be like in New England. It's it's really just a roll of the dice every day. That's the beautiful part about New England, though. You never know. You never know. You, know? you, you want to wear shorts one day? You want to wear pants the next? There are some times where you have to have shorts and pants in your car because you might wear pants thinking it's going to be cold, and then it's 106, and you go, I can't do this. Yeah. Or you have a car sweater. Or you have a car sweater. <laughs> yes. Yes. It's it's like one of those old those old jokes that I've heard about, you know, literally it's just a monkey that just throws darts at a dartboard and that's where your temperature is gonna be today. <laughs> this is pretty much, you know, boom, 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 boom. Okay. Oh. It's gonna be forty five degrees today. <laughs> and then, you know, nine times out of ten, and this is why it's great to be a meteorologist, you're wrong. Uh, and yeah. it's okay if you're wrong, you still get paid your salary. That is the worst thing. Like when the meteorologists are wrong, and like especially with like when I go out fishing, and they say it's not going to rain at all, and then you get out in the middle of the lake and it starts downpouring rain, that is the worst feeling. And it's not like you have a super fast boat, so you're gonna you're getting soaked. <laughs> you're pedaling along. You're pedaling along. And you're just hoping that you know out of breath. Uh, a big old thunderbolt doesn't come next to you and make you poop your pants. <laughs> you're just huffing along, just yeah. trying to get to the other side. And then you think to yourself, well, if I fall in the boat, out of the boat, it's okay, because I'm already soaking wet. <laughs> oh, jeez. At least it can't get any worse. That is true. So, I uh, I think that we should probably play a game in a- order to entertain people. Uh, well, technically, I am playing a game, but what game would you like to play? I don't know. I think we should play something, a uh, maybe like a fill-in-the-blank sort of thing. Okay, like the things that you've seen on TikTok and stuff. Yeah. Well, I mean, it doesn't have to be about wrestling, but, you know. Okay. I mean, we could choose a topic and then just kind of go from there. All right. Well, why don't you start us off then? Okay. So, let me think of something real quick. Um, okay. So, your dream job as a child was blank. Sportscaster. Sportscaster. Okay. I can respect that. There used to be a uh, setup that my dad had as one of his displays at his store, and it had a desk in front or whatever, and I would write up sports scores and stuff, staple the paper together, and I would sit at the desk while he was in the back counting money before we left when it was just the two of us in the store after it was closed, and I would say, hello, welcome to the sports news, this is I'm so-and-so, and and I would just read off all the sports scores. The Giants beat the Bills, you know, 17-13, to 13, it was a close game, and I got to the point where I was making up like a fake NFL season 
and I would have like dice and I would roll dice to make the scores for each of the teams. And then I went through like a whole season. It was wow. That's what happens when you're an only child, bud. You <laughs> you got to keep yourself entertained. And okay, there there were other times where I did keep myself entertained by talking to myself and sounding like there were three people in the room when it was just me. <laughs> was there ever a point where you deviated from that? The sports oh, thing? Yeah. Was um. That- no, not really. I mean, I've always been infatuated with sports. I mean, I've had times where I've kind of put sports ahead of things that are a little bit more important in life. <laughs> I know you're laughing because you know that it's true. Eh. But you know what? Sports is life, man. It can be, yes. But I have I have backed off a bit on my uh on my Bruins fandom a bit. I used to, you know, all the games, regular season, had to see as many as I possibly could. And now it's kinda like, eh, it's not playoffs, it's not a big deal. But now that it's playoffs, it's business time. It it business time it's for business sure. Business time. And speaking about playoffs, my blank to you would be Blank is your favorite to win the Stanley Cup this year? Well, that's an unfair question. Uh, as the fans are going to learn about us, I am also a Bruins fan like you. So obviously I'm going to go with the Bruins. I, I mean, objectively, if if let's say this. If the Bruins were not in the playoffs, <clears throat> pardon me, if the Bruins or the Penguins, because I know you have a little bit of a Penguins love, were not in the, not in the playoffs, what other team do you think would have a legitimate chance to win the Cup? I mean, the Panthers are on fire right now. Uh, I mean, I'm, I've, with how they're playing, it, that could be a factor. Um, I, I, I will say not to cut off. Um, the the playoffs are a completely different beast. Wayne Gretzky's famously said there are three seasons in the NHL. There's the regular season. There's the first three rounds of the playoffs. Then there's the Stanley Cup final. And it takes a lot of grit and determination and guts to be able to get through this to the Stanley Cup final and. We know that as Bruins fans that it's not it's not an automatic that you're always going to be there. Yeah, that's true. But I mean, the way the Panthers are playing though, I mean, they're they're extremely dominant right now. I mean, but all it takes is for them. Listen, they've been they've been beating up on the rest. If you look at the Atlantic Division right now, the reason why the top 8 teams in the East in the Eastern Conference are all at 100 points is because the rest of the division was like 20 points behind them. The Atlantic and the Metro Division, the four teams each side that made it, they beat up on the rest of their competition. The Canadians are not good. The Senators are not good. The Sabres are not good. The Red Wings are not good. And the Panthers played these teams a bunch of times. So you're supposed to beat the good teams. It's going to come down to when they have to play the tough teams. You know, I mean, I get Florida's on a hot streak right now, but they're coming up against Washington. And as long as Washington still has a Vetchkin, you cannot count the Washington Capitals out. Oh, yeah, and they're no, going to definitely give the Panthers a run for their money. And let's say, you know, hypothetically, the Panthers get out of the first round. I'm picking them to win in six games. Now your round two opponent is going to be either the Toronto Maple Leafs, who are looking for their first playoff victory since 04, or the, oh, I don't know, two-time defending Stanley Cup champion Tampa Bay Lightning, who, by the way, knocked you out of the playoffs last year. That is true. And that is the thing about the, especially the Eastern Conference is that it's like extremely a lot of strong teams. I honestly feel like the East, it's almost like with the NFL, the East is so stacked right now. Any one of those eight teams could be the Stanley Cup finalist or representative from the Eastern Conference. Whereas the West, yeah, it could potentially happen, but it feels like there's like two or three teams who are front runners and then everybody else is kind of just wait and see. Like, yeah. I mean, you got what? Colorado, I'd say Colorado, Edmonton, and Calgary 
would be my three. And maybe throw in Minnesota. I don't know. It's I don't know. It's like I said, it's it's more wide open when the West, whereas the East is just kinda like it could be it could be anybody. That is true, yeah. Obviously, I'm hoping Boston makes it too. But. Oh yeah, yeah. Obviously, I mean, you know, like I said, the, especially with people listening to us, they're going to realize that we are heavily into Boston. We are both extremely that's, big that's, fans. That's what the wicked thing's all about. <laughs> that's a New England thing. Yeah, we're bigger homers, or just as big of a homer as Jack Edwards is. <laughs> which, oh yeah. Which uh, Jack Edwards is an acquired taste, and I know there's a lot of people out there in hockey land or hockey Twitter or whatever. I do not like Jack Edwards because he is the homer of all homers. But I, my rebuttal is, is it's just like what you like. It's I love Jack Edwards, and obviously, if he wasn't my announcer, I probably wouldn't be able to stand him either. But <laughs> I also have to sometimes just laugh and say he says the silliest crap. So, oh yeah, and they were talking the other night during the game, and they were talking about players who they love to have on the team but hate to play against. Yes. Brad Marchand was was well up there. He was numero uno, <laughs> and he was about twenty points ahead of Connor McDavid or whoever it was, or Crosby or whoever it was. Yeah, but I mean, you see, if you're a Bruins fan, you see him from the humble beginnings that he came from, working his way in Providence, making the team. I think in the 2010, 2009, 2010, or whatever it was, being a fourth liner, working his way up, eventually, you know, being the superstar that he is today. And, I mean, the Bruins are grateful to have him, and he's going to be probably sticking around for, I would say, possibly the rest of his career, I would think. Yeah, I mean, unless he doesn't, unless he falls off or something, which, you know, I, I know he's been going through a small drought recently, but that that's not indicative of what Brad Marchand can do. Oh, he brings it when the playoffs come, so I'm I'm not worried about it at all. Him and him and Bergeron are two. I, I believe, so I know there's um, um, Captain Canada, who used to be Ryan Smith's name when he played for the Oilers. Captain Handsome apparently is the name for Blake Wheeler. Captain Serious is Jonathan Taze. So I don't know if it's been thrown out there, but Bergeron, I'm calling him Captain Clutch. Captain Clutch. Captain Clutch, because that guy, I mean, you know, the game tying goal in 2013, the game winner in 2013 to beat the Leafs in overtime. He scored the game winning goal and scored two goals in game seven in 2011 to help beat the Vancouver Canucks to win the Stanley Cup. Dude shows up, consummate professional. Never anybody has anything a bad say. That's the it's the one big thing about Bergeron. Nobody ever has a bad word to say about him. Well, no. And on top of that, I mean, even outside the locker room, the guy is like, you know, amazing. He, of course. I, I mean, think about all the things he does for like the community and, you know. And speaking about Bergeron, this is a perfect segue for me as kind of falls into our, our blank game. It's not necessarily a blank. It's more of a yes or no. If the Bruins win the Stanley Cup this year, I know there's questions about Bergeron potentially retiring or leaving the team and going off to, you know, hang out with his family. If they win the Cup, does he ride off out into the sunset or does he bring it back for one more year? Mm. I mean, I think that especially looking at how the team is formed right now, I mean, they're in a good spot. I mean, you look at all the players on the team, they're all playing well, the coaching's doing well. I mean, I think that if they won the Stanley Cup, he could potentially feel like he could run off, and, you know, and run do do whatever he wants to do. And yeah, you could. I mean, if you look at it as far as like not necessarily hope or fate or anything, but you kind of have a triple threat of you want to win it for Bergeron to see if he can get one last cup because he's made two other trips, but unfortunately they came up short. Bergeron could have three cups. Then again, he could have no cups, but he's got one at least. Hmm. But you could win it for Bergie. You could win it for the the trainer they had for so long, 
Don Del Negro. And the other one that maybe people forget about because it happened last year, Winner for Pasta, man, after what happened to his infant. Uh, Winner yeah. for Pasta, that would that would mean the world. I mean, well, there's a lot. If you look at look at Win It for Tuke. Yeah, Win It for Tuke. That's another one, too. Yeah, I mean, I mean, think about how long Tuka Rask played for our team and. I know, and you know the problem with that though will be is with the way hockey Twitter is, and it's it can be very fun, but it can be also very toxic. And there are a lot of Bruins fans out there that are ungrateful little snobs. Because <laughs> I'm just calling it like I see it. You had a great goaltender in Tukaras that we essentially got for free. We traded, you know, Andrew Raycroft, who yeah won Calder Trophy for Rookie of the Year. He didn't really pan out and do much with Toronto after that. Tukarask went on and just oh I don't know you know, has one of the best save percentages of all time, a goals against average, all-time winning as goaltender in the history of the Boston Bruins, a franchise that in a couple of years will have been around for 100 years. Wow. 2026 will be their 100-year anniversary. That's amazing. No, 2024. Sorry, I misspoke. Oh, okay. So, but still, I mean, it's it's coming right up. It's coming around That's the corner amazing. soon enough, yeah. And, you know, if for some reason the Bruins do win the Stanley Cup this year, oh, well, see, there you go, because Tuca wasn't in net. It was, you know, Swaymark. I'm not going to have to call him by both. I just call him Swaymark. <laughs> by the way, best hockey tandem in the league, and you're not, I'm going to die on that hill. No no hockey tandem does it better than those two, and that, that post-game hug is everything. <laughs> and I, I can't wait to see if they bring any extra theatrics when it comes to the playoffs. Oh, you know they're going they're to. They're going to have to. you got to step it up. Yeah. You, when, you know when, you don't think you can top it when they're running and jumping at each other, which I thought about this just now. That could have ended very badly because if you jump up and you bump into each other and someone tweaks a hamstring, great. Now you've lost your goal, one of your goaltenders because of a – it happens. Trust me. happens in football a lot. A player gets a sack or a tackle. He gets up. He goes to start dancing or jumping around, and then the next thing you know, he's down because he tore, tore his ACL. Yeah, we've seen that multiple times before. It's dangerous. Over-celebration. You don't want to do it. No. <laughs> no, just keep it. Just keep it. Pretend that you've been there. Yeah. <laughs> Pretend that you've been there. I can get it if you scored the game-winning goal in Game 7 of the Stanley Cup Final. Sure, celebrate like no tomorrow, because if you get hurt, it doesn't matter. The season's over. True. But you got to pretend that you had to act like a pro. Yeah. Pretend that you've been there. That is true. I mean, I am pretty excited for, you know, playoffs this year. It's going to be really interesting to see. Oh, I, I can't wait. I'm a little worried about the coverage, the TV coverage, because yeah. NBC did a really solid job cultivating it because obviously, you know, it was on ESPN. It was a household name in the late 90s and the early 2000s. And then it went away, obviously, in 05 when they lost the season, which was one of the darkest times of my life. It was terrible. <laughs> no hockey for the whole season. I didn't know what to uh. do with myself. Um, and then it comes back in 06 or whatever, and it's on OLN, the Outdoor Network, which it's impossible to find that once upon a time on cable TV or whatever it was. Mm -hmm. Then it becomes Versus. Versus then becomes NBC Sports Network. It grows and grows and grows, obviously, when it's under the NBC umbrella. Now it's on, you know, NBC, MS, MS, MSNBC, USA, all these other channels, so you can watch all the playoff games. Now it's back on ESPN, but I got to tell you, I have not been impressed with the coverage that they have. I don't know if they could have possibly gotten Gary Thorne. That would have been a big feather in their cap for nostalgia's sake, but if you can't get them, I understand. TNT's coverage is essentially just everybody from NBC moved over to TNT, and it's not that bad. But honestly, and I know it's a dollar thing, and it's it sucks or whatever, but I wish if your team was in the playoffs that you just got to listen to your hometown announcers the whole year. I don't know why you can't do it that way. 
Yeah, I mean, I guess it just depends. You know, it's, it's, it's dollars. All money. It's, what, it's dollars. It's what it is. It's what it comes down to. Yeah. I mean, you know, I I get it though. It's it's you know, it's money. It's you know, it's money. You know what that sound is? <laughs> that is the most satisfying sound in the world, according to the Legends Rhett and Link. That's what that is. <laughs> the pop of a, of a soda can. Not a sponsor. Not a sponsor. No. <laughs> Definitely not a sponsor. Wouldn't mind. Not a, no, of course. No, I mean, I'll take RC Cola. I don't even care. <laughs> Sponsor's a sponsor. Who cares, you know, if it's not, you get, it's you're not get, Dr. You're getting, messages yeah, from, you're getting messages from the Raw GM. Oh, this is good stuff right now. This is this is quality <laughs> content for the people to hear. Yeah. In our pilot episode show. Hey, well the first half was about sports, you know. So well, well, hockey mostly. A little bit of hockey, a little bit of, you know, maybe we could have done more of a, you know, like, you know, guess who kind of not necessarily guess who, but like introduce yourself to the people. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're, you know, they'll get to know us more as we go along, you know. They we're, certainly will. I we are both very interesting characters. <laughs> I'm staring at an interesting character right over there right now. <laughs> the uh the lovely spouse of of one uh uh Kyle here. Cool Kyle. Cool Kyle. Yes. <laughs> yes, and for those of you who are asking, uh Cool Kyle was his radio name and we went to broadcasting school. And I am the Rev Kev for reasons that you will find out soon enough probably in the next couple of weeks when the playoffs start. Yeah. Better watch out for him. I I will keep it classy. Okay. And I will keep it tame. Yeah, I I took I didn't put on the explicit filter on the thing. Okay. So if you start swearing, I'm gonna have to start editing things out. Why did you think that I said you know crap instead of the s word? <laughs> I'm trying to. I have to remember what's legally allowed on television or the FCC regulates, and then we'll go from there. Yeah. <laughs> if I'm going on a rant, I can't control what I'm gonna say, and I do apologize for that. Fair enough. I, like I said, I can edit things out, so, you know. It's fine. It's I mean, fine. who knows? Maybe the people like swearing. People usually do like swearing. Yeah. Especially if you get that, that mass accent or that New England accent going. Because <laughs> you just, you just kid, kid, let me tell you about this. Let me tell you. It's, it's almost like it's every other word and you just can't help yourself. Oh, yeah. So, um, you know what? Uh, wrestling's around the corner. Yeah, let's talk about wrestling. A little bit. Um, not a great segue. But... Uh, <laughs> Let's let's let bygones be bygones and move on with it. Uh, backlash coming up on Mother's Day, mm-hmm. as well as the Bruins game, because of course. But you know what? You were kind enough, hockey gods, to put the Bruins on at twelve thirty and put backlash on late. So that I thank you. Even though if the Bruins were on at seven, backlash would have just been like, "Sorry, sorry, the Bruins are on. Sorry, <laughs> this is the higher priority right now." So, mm-hmm. um, what do you think is going to happen with Roman Reigns and his titles? Does when does he lose them? Who does he lose them to? Does he lose them both? Does he lose one? Does anybody know? Because it seems like every time you think you know, WWE rips the script up and they go, "Nope, just kidding." Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm at the point now where I don't think Roman Reigns is losing the titles anytime soon, unless he's legitimately hurt, which I've heard some rumors, but you know, I can't necessarily, I, you know, rumors are just rumors. But he's been showing up every week, and he's been putting on a performance. So, you know. So the pay per view for um, Wales, the UK pay per view clash at the castle, I believe is coming up in September. I'm still under the impression that Roman Reigns is going to lose. Probably the he was Universal Champion, right? Yeah. So he'll probably lose the WWE title 
I think, to Drew McIntyre and let Drew have a run. Because um, Drew Drew didn't get a run as far as being around a big crowd. No, his I agree his with that. two runs were during the pandemic era. Similar to, I mean, Bailey when she had her big run. She was running the show with the pandemic era and my only issue with what you're saying is the fact that why would they you know unify the titles um I just did air quotes there. That's okay. <laughs> unify the titles if it's like in the same thing with with the whole thing that they're doing with Backlash with uh um the RK Bro and the Usos that they're going to be unifying the tag titles. I think they want to have transition, like not transitional, but they want to have like one leap, champion go back and forth. Yeah. Leapfrog champions I because suppose. it makes things more interesting. So they're probably going to do that with mo and then they'll probably just let the intercontinental and, you know, United States champions. Well, kinda... you don't, you don't even hear about those titles anymore. If I asked you right now, who are the two champions of those two titles? Do you even know who they are? Do you know, who, uh, okay. do you know who uh. currently is the United States, the intercontinental champions? Cause if you told me who, well, I don't even know. I'm pretty sure I'm like 50%. See, I'm like about 50% confident. I knew there was like a, a stint there where it was going back and forth between I, like Sami Zayn and Shinsuke Nakamura. And... I think as of right now, Ricochet is the Intercontinental Champion. Yes. Yep. That's right. And as far as the United States titles go, uh, it was Finn Balor. I know it's not anymore. Who who was it after Finn Balor? Who Whoever just beat Finn Balor for it. Damian Priest? You have to look it up because I don't even I couldn't even tell you. I could look it up right now. Yeah. I don't I don't even know. <laughs> I think that's the problem with WWE is that some of these other titles are just not elevated. I mean they weren't, even, they weren't even on WrestleMania. Yeah. How are you supposed to make it important and, and make you feel invested in the storyline if they're not Austin Theory. Oh, that's right, Austin Theory. Yeah, because they made that whole big stink of it about, you know, Austin Theory winning Sorry, and everybody lifted Theory. Him up. Because the, the joke was that he got stunned so hard at WrestleMania by Austin that he lost his Austin name. <laughs> Jeez. And that's another thing with WWE, just changing up names and throwing people out willy-nilly. And Yeah. Oh, and by the way, listeners, we may crap on the brand sometimes, but we actually do love it. Well, of course. It's one of those things with the Bruins, too, where I'm allowed to go on a full rant about the Bruins and say how much they suck or I can't stand them. But it's coming from it's coming out of love because I love this team to death and this team makes me cry and gives me a lot of emotion. So yeah, you know I got to do what I got to do. The same way, yeah, exactly. I mean, we we'll throw in a little bit of AEW content. You okay, okay over there? Good. All right, cool. I think my wife's choking. She might be. <laughs> yeah. oh, oh, okay. okay. All right. It's okay. In with the good, out with the bad. It's fine. It's fine. It's good. <laughs> It's the pilot episode, so it could be a disaster and it'll be okay. Yeah. As we go further on, it it will change and develop. It might get a scheme and it might even get like a, an outline and a structure. Right now, we're just kind of winging it, seeing what sticks. No, oh, okay. It's fun. <laughs> that, that would be me. So if I have to watch that at some point. Okay. And me. Oh. We all are. Oh, okay. Got it. I'll watch it later. Eventually, we're going to need to get a third mic. Yes. <laughs> yes. And uh, and a fun... Oh, she could be uh, she could be chef. Here-ba-dingin' <laughs> <laughs> oh, with the kicker. <laughs> Pour the milk in the super. <laughs> oh, good Lord. Inga-dinga-durgan. <laughs> 
Oh, man. That's copyright for Muppet Babies. Oh, yeah. I can't take Swedish Chef. Maybe we can do like Finnish Chef. Finnish Chef? Like it's not the same as Swedish Chef. It's Finnish Chef. Oh. <laughs> Just off-brand Just Chef. Just off-brand Chef, yeah. <laughs> Oh, and just different languages for chef. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, you know, Japanese chef or something like that. Oh yeah. Oh god. Oh, you could be Canadian chef. There you go. <laughs> Got an impression of Canadian chef. Uh let's see. Uh, we cook up the Canadian bacon there, don't you know? do. <laughs> yeah, there we play a little puck there. Yeah, don't you know? Yeah. Put the maple syrup in the dinger 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 do. Pour the beer in maple syrup too. <laughs> Something like that. That's pretty good. I like that. It's not great, but you know. Hey, you know what? It's a it's a work in progress. Yeah, you can work on that. Impression. I can definitely work on that impression. <laughs> so, um, yeah, back to wrestling for a second. I uh, do think uh, Roman's going to lose both titles because, from what it sounds like, from what I've been reading um, through the people who actually do this for a living, excuse me, Roman got a pretty big pop at the UK shows. Now, granted. Canadian audiences, UK audiences, and some shows in the US, certain cities have different reactions that normal places wouldn't. Yeah. You know, you go to Chicago Chicago or New York, Philadelphia, they're kind of smarky towns as mm. far as wrestling goes. Canada's always been, as King says, bizarro world. True. And and the and any other place in the you know, obviously it has been a while since the you know, the WWE has been over in the UK. So Obviously, the tribal chief is going to be acknowledged in the UK. But it yeah. sounds like he's finally becoming the over babyface that they wanted to begin with because it's being organically done. It wasn't just yeah. like, hey, we're going to throw this in your face because we don't have John Cena anymore. And that's the problem, with especially <laughs> with WWE, when they their writers, is that they constantly try to push a narrative yeah. that... It, it doesn't fit the, the superstars. No, you know. Think about like, especially with like Dean Ambrose, aka John Moxley. How many gimmicks they gave him towards the end of his WWE run that were just atrocious? Gas mask. Can we can we talk about for a second? Speaking about um, different gimmicks, um, that there are not two Eliases. There is one <laughs> Elias. He has cut his beard off, which was a very handsome beard. I liked the Drifter character. The problem with the Drifter character was, as I'm going a little bit into the red, the problem with the Drifter character was um, they didn't give him anything to do. He came out, he got a bunch of heat, and for a while he was a good guy, and he was singing funny songs about the opponents and stuff and doing good stuff, but they never really gave him a run with anything. No. And honestly, you could have played his theme song for me. I wouldn't have known what it was, because half the times he just comes out to, you know, ladies and gentlemen... Elias. And no no theme songs ever played. So when he won a match, they go, oh, that's his theme song. Couldn't yeah. do it. I didn't even. They had him do an album at WrestleMania. He had a yeah. live studio or a live show album that he put out. And it was a big thing and it was really over. And then they were just like, I don't have anything for you to do. We're mm. just going to put out the same 10 or 15 wrestlers because that's what we do. That is true. Yeah. And uh, and he's really talented. He has a, He has the physique. He has the character. Yeah. I mean, he can play whatever he wants. He looks, I, I hate to say it, he looks a little goofy without the beard. Oh, without a doubt. I mean. Uh, Not as goofy as Seamus did with that, like, beard thing that he had where he, like, tied it in knots. Oh, like, yeah. He was like a fisherman or something. That was, <laughs> like, he looked like Davy Jones. Oh, we could go on for days on WWE wardrobes. Oh, yeah. Oh, good Lord. But I think eventually, Rome, they're going to, at some point, going to flip Roman back heel. 
I don't, I mean, face, I don't know when they're going to do it, but at some point they're going to do it. Um, so yeah, I think at some point he'll lose one title to Cody Rhodes because you don't bring Cody Rhodes back and then just let him not win a title. You got to give him at least one title because yeah. it's a title that his dad never won. So there's oh, kind yeah. of an homage there. And then I think the other one, like I said, Drew doesn't have to hold the title for long. Let Drew have a title from like September. So when's it in September? Let him have the run from like September to either Re- Royal Rumble the following year or WrestleMania. September to April, not that long of a run. Give Drew mm-hmm. something. Let him build up a rivalry or something with somebody. I don't know who. Yeah. Well, what do you think about this notion that that this thing that's circulating around that that next year at WrestleMania they want to have The Rock versus Roman for the, title? The problem that I have with that is it's too predictable. Mm. It's too predictable. You can have that match without having Roman have a title. <clears throat> Roman Roman's so built up now because he's had the title for so long that if he loses it, first off, it'd be a shock factor. But even if he does lose it, he could still go on about, I'm the tribal chief. I'm the greatest Samoan wrestler of all time. Nobody's better than me. And The Rock could come out and go, whoa, whoa, whoa. We might be cousins, but bro, you ain't the best Samoan wrestler of all time. You're looking at the people's champ right here. Or... I don't know if Roman would do this, but if it, obviously if it's part of his character, he could cut down the Samoan heritage. I'm the tribal chief. I'm the best of the best. The rest of the Samoans, they're all below me. They're all beneath me. They bow to me. Rock goes, I don't bow to nobody. I don't know mm-hmm. what you're talking about, pal. And that's how you can build a thrive. Because it's the same thing with like for a while with The Undertaker. Oh, The Undertaker's going to fight somebody for the title at WrestleMania. Well, we know who's going to win that match. That is true, yeah. So I feel like it's too predictable. Yeah, and and that's one thing you don't want at WrestleMania. It's you know like you know when you had the Rock and John Cena, you didn't know how it was going to go. I mean, you kind of figured it was going to be the Rock the first time because it was in Miami, but you just never know what WWE is going to do. So, yeah. So if you if you have Roman hold the title for a, what another almost a year, and gets up to what almost eight hundred days at that point, like because yeah. he's already passed five hundred, right? So he gets close to eight hundred soon enough, and next year, and then you have you know. You know, the the Hollywood show, it's The Rock versus Roman Reigns. It's a big time match, blah, 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 blah. And guess what? Unfortunately, in life, speed bumps and stuff happens. So you might get to that point where that match happens. Somebody could get hurt in training. Somebody could get hurt doing something. So maybe as great as that match sounds at WrestleMania, maybe you try to do it a little bit closer. But obviously, I know The Rock's got a big schedule with his movies and Roman's trying to break in to do movies and stuff. So Plus, it's WrestleMania. I mean, yeah. As much as we'd like to think, yeah, bring it closer. I mean, that's a huge match. They they have they. I think no, it they, is. But you could also pull that match off. Probably out if if not WrestleMania, you could definitely do it at Royal Rumble. Yeah, or SummerSlam. See, I mean, I know that's. I don't have any issue with SummerSlam, but I feel like sometimes I feel like SummerSlam is still up there. But I, I feel like it's it's for me. It's Royal Rumble, then it's Mania, then it's SummerSlam, and yeah. then poor Survivor Series like. <laughs> here's what they have to do with Survivor Series and I've read people do this online and it's very about it and it's very very simple when you split up people to Raw and SmackDown they stay on Raw and SmackDown if you're gonna have one champion then that's fine that person can bounce back and forth if the tag titles are like that that's why I wanna have separate titles and separate things keep it separate have the separate brand pay-per-views 
then that way, when the big four or five shows, if you want to add in Money in the Bank now, which, by the way, I think Money in the Bank should go away as a concept for a pay-per-view and put it back at WrestleMania because that was a big attraction match. Yeah. You're telling me this year at WrestleMania we wouldn't have liked to see a seven- or eight-person ladder match? Oh, yeah. For the Intercontinental title? And it should have happened this year because of the Scott Hall thing. After Scott Hall passed, he was in the very, not the very first ladder match, but the most, the first one on pay-per-view and at WrestleMania. And probably one of the most, if not the most famous ladder match in WWE slash F history. That is true, yeah. And I know it would have been hard to whip up, whip up something, but guess what? The Intercontinental title and the U.S. title were not being defended on the show. Yeah. So the IC title, and by the way, get rid of that the way the IC title looks. It, it's trash. Get rid of it. Yeah, it does kind of look. It really looks bad terrible. Right now. Bring back the classic look with the white belt or black strap or whatever you want to do. I don't care. Just get rid of the logo that it is now because it it doesn't look good. No, I don't. I don't like it. It's not aesthetically pleasing to my face. No, and I think most people feel that same way. You know, it, it looks like a child's belt. A little bit, a <laughs> little bit, or it looks like a belt from like a smaller town promotion. Yeah, like a like a small territory or whatever. Yeah, and WWE has the ability to change these things. Of course. But they have the ability to change it in the first place. Yeah. And I understand that you're trying to do some new revolutionary thing and maybe trying to mix it up, but it just it didn't look good. No, no, it didn't at all. And in, the title doesn't look strong. I mean, as crazy as this is to say, put the Intercontinental title back on Miz. Let Miz have a bunch of good matches or give it to somebody who's a good worker. That's always been what that title's been about. Yeah. It wasn't about who the best of the best was. It was, this is the best as far as technical wrestler. That's why I don't think Hulk, held, Hulk Hogan I don't think ever held the Intercontinental title belt. Yeah, He was always the world champion. Macho Man, Ultimate Warrior. Now, granted, Ultimate Warrior wasn't a great worker, but Macho Man was, Steamboat was, Bret Hart was, uh, Mr. Perfect was, Jericho was. That was always the, the workman's belt. Like That was the one that felt the most special because that one was, you know, yeah and and on top of that if you look at the belt i mean you know a lot of times uh, the people that we feel that are extremely underrated seem to hold it you know i mean and 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 that's the whole point is like hey we have these people that we really want to elevate and they need a title underneath them to kind of elevate them even more i'm trying to think there's only one person i think of i don't think john cena's ever had the intercontinental title i know he's held the u.s title he has yeah he definitely had the u.s title because he had the spinner belt I don't think he's had the Intercontinental title, which I think I saw somebody write the other day on Twitter that John Cena needs to come back for like half a year or a year to just have one run with the IC title to get the Grand Slam championships out of the way. Yeah. He's held every other belt. Though at this point, do you think he really cares about that, though? Um, I mean, with his I legacy? Not necessarily, but it, it would be another feather in his cap. It wouldn't be the worst thing. And have him come back. Have like a, a thing that happened in the very first SummerSlam that hasn't happened in a while. Have, you know, um, well, right now Ricochet is the champion. So it'd be better if it was like a heel. Like if Austin Theory had the Intercontinental title belt and, you know, oh, my opponent didn't show up because I heard him. Who who would dare take on me at SummerSlam and blah, blah, blah. And then that do, do. And then, you know, that song. Oh, doesn't matter if you like John Cena or not. He's been gone long enough. You'd love to see him come back. You'd love to cheer. Cena sucks. Or let's go, Cena. Yeah. He comes in, maybe not necessarily a squash match. Give it like I don't know, five minutes, five to seven minutes or whatever. Don't let him just come in, hit him with a, you know, you can't see me, a five knuckle shuffle attitude adjustment. The title's his. Don't don't do that. No. But give him because then you're gonna try to kill a little bit of 
theories run, and that's going to be you know the big match John burying people against aesthetic oh, yeah. that happens for years. <laughs> Give him a solid match or whatever. Let Cena win. Maybe some shenanigans happen where something happens, but Cena still wins. Let him have a title from SummerSlam till Survivor Series. Let him lose it at Survivor Series in a match. Let him go off into the sunset. Real simple. Couple sure. months. People would like to see him. He'd be back running his mouth, doing his whole thing. Yeah, I think that would be a good opportunity. It's not the worst thing. No, I don't think that would be a horrible thing to do. You know, and, and John is one of those type of people. He's extremely versatile. You know, oh, yeah, he of can, course. He, I mean, you know, I think it would be a great idea. Or if you want to even do one better, have John Cena come back as a face, obviously, but just a little bit of heel in him. Just a little bit. Oh, yeah. Not full heel, because I know the whole Make-A-Wish thing, it's hard to do now. But a little bit of heel John Cena yeah. wouldn't be the worst thing. Yeah. And not have him go full, you know, complete opposite like Edge. Yeah. <laughs> Edge yeah. comes back, he's a baby face. All of a sudden, he's like, you know, giving concertos to AJ Styles. And, and blasting him in the in the nads. Yeah. <laughs> When's AJ Styles going to learn to wear a cup around his friends? Yeah. And I use that in air quotes. <laughs> but yeah. But running back to Survivor Series for a second. So yeah, you leave that pay-per-view, leave that pay-per-view the way that it is, or whatever, Survivor Series, have have the classic matchups. So then when you have Team SmackDown versus Team Raw, it's because they haven't seen each other at yeah. that point. Because you figure what, they'll see each other at, let's just say it's the big four. So from SummerSlam to Survivor Series, the rest of the pay-per-views in between are either a Raw-exclusive pay-per-view or a SmackDown-exclusive pay-per-view. Don't have people jump back and forth. Don't say, oh, we're going to do a draft, but then we're going to have wild cards and throw everything off. Because at that point, what was what would you do that for in the first place? Yeah, and that's the problem with the draft, too, is for the longest time now, it's just been kind of, because we've known, mm-hmm. you know, it's like... And not saying that, I think for a little while, SmackDown took over Raw as far as the number one show, because they had the bigger names, and it was on Fox and everything, and Raw kind of fell back. Now it seems like with the way things are going... Raw is kind of getting the flagship back. So let Raw, like it used to be. So when it first switched out, Raw was the entertainment. SmackDown was the wrestling. So let all the good wrestlers and all the player people that are maybe not getting opportunities. Remember when Shane McMahon said that was the land of opportunity with SmackDown. Let SmackDown be that. Let Raw be all the entertainment. And then that way you have... Both people in the wrestling community can have what they like. You have the wrestling fans that get SmackDown, which is on Fox, and it's got a good commentary group. Of course, Pat McAfee, he's a treasure. Oh, yeah, of course. And on the other side, you have the Raw team, which is fine. I don't have any problem with them. Um, You know, Corey Graves and Byron Saxon, you know, bickering at each other like an old married couple every week. And (laughs) poor, was it Jimmy Smith or whatever? And then stuck in the middle of it. Oh, of course, yeah. You know, it's it's that. And then that way, everybody is happy to a T. No one's going to be always happy because there'll always be those unpleasant fans who are not happy. Yeah. Speaking of unhappy, our Uh, fans are going to be very unhappy because I think we have to wrap up the show now. Wrap it up, huh? Yeah. Yep. I think it's time. All right. Pilot number episode one. Yep. Not the Phantom Menace. (laughs) No. But we will have more episodes. We're going to try to do more things. Maybe get a presence on social media. We'll see. A little bit of a presence. Um well, we just well, want to entertain. Yeah, we're just, you know, you start out small, just doing it as a goof, and if it catches fire, we'll go from there. Yeah, I know we've done mostly sports this show. You know, we'll try to wean, wean away from that a little bit, you know, in the future. We'll definitely try to have a little bit more structure and uh, stuff, but obviously, you know, it's it's easy to pick up a microphone and just talk. Yeah. We'll say this too, we tried doing a YouTube thing 
we are not camera people <laughs> at all. Yeah. At all. Because it's, it's one of those things where you, you, you don't really like watching yourself back on camera. It's not so bad when you have to hear your voice. And I'll tell you this from a setup standpoint, it's a lot, lot easier. Oh, yeah. This is much easier just holding mic and talking like, mm-hmm. you know, 10 times easier. Of course. So we're, we're definitely going to get on a, a schedule. We're going to get on a structure and we're going to try to just keep pumping content out. And hopefully you guys enjoy us because, you know, we, we got a lot to say. We, we do have a lot to say. <laughs> and there, there is one more thing that I want to say before I go. And that is um, in an hour. It's going to be May. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. That is true. (laughs) So when you're listening to this, it will definitely be May. Yes. Without a shadow of a doubt. And depending on when he posts this, may the 4th be with you. And also with you. (laughs) Ding, ling, ling, ling. (laughs) Oh, goodness. Oh, boy. All right. Well, that being said, um, we're going to try to do a better outro, maybe have a tagline. So... We don't sound like a couple of knuckleheads trying to sign off because I feel like the sign off's probably the hardest thing to do. Yeah, yeah. Trying to figure out what you're going to say and wrapping everything up, it can kind of get a little tedious. A little tedious, yeah. Yeah. So um, I'm the Ref Kev. And I'm Cool Kyle. Thanks for listening. Uh, This was the Wicked K's podcast. Wicked K's podcast. Enjoy your May. (laughs) 